0: How's it going, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Covenant Podcast. We have another exciting week for you here. Sorry we didn't get one out last week. Uh, we had some scheduled mix-ups and all that fun stuff. But we're going to have mm-hmm. some really good ones these next two coming weeks. We have Lynn Cranfield.
1: How Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We got Aaron.
2: What's Aaron. up? How are y'all?
0: Um, before we get started um, with this and kind of Lynn sharing her story, um, and just us asking her some questions about some of the great stuff that God's done in her life. Um, if you guys have any questions, or you guys want us to have a certain person on, or topics you want us to talk about, all you need to do is email Church nc one at gmail, and uh, we check that weekly to see what you guys want us to do, some topics you want us to go over, so go check that out. So, let's get into it. Aaron,
2: what are we talking about today? All right, so kind uh, of in... <laughs> I guess in the spirit of outreach that we've been going down uh, these last few weeks, uh, I think we're bringing in the testimony aspect of it this week uh, with Miss Lynn here. And uh, so um, I guess just starting out, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you maybe got to covenant and just the things that that brought you here. Well, I
1: want to say God does have a sense of humor um, being at covenant where my daughter actually grew up (laughs) um, in the church. Um, So, My story started really early when I was young. I uh, remember a preacher coming to my house when I was real little and asking for my mom to be saved, and I actually got saved. Um, And I knew something was, you know, something to that because I felt that. Right. Um, And then like everyone else, I did go to church a lot. My mom took me and dropped me off, but I never really knew about Jesus. Right. We just colored pictures or whatever. and. Um, and then, you know, as I became a teenager and my mom died at 20, uh, I was rebellious. And so I was rebellious the whole time. Um, even uh, I've been married three times. Mm-hmm. I'm, well, my third marriage now is great. But right. um, and so you never set out to say, oh, I'm going to be married three times with two different <laughs> sure, kids. <right. laughs> two different, you know. Right, right. Um, so with the choices that I made that, you know, that's what happened. And mm-hmm. of course, growing up in an abusive home, uh, rebellious as well, but um, really didn't um, become to know Jesus until in my late thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I married my third husband, I knew something had to change. Right. Um, yep. And so I started seeking out a church and I found one. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, I knew um uh, You know, I wanted to go that route, but I really didn't know about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just knew. Right. Um, Then until one day, um, my husband's dad, uh, we were talking about Jesus one day. Uh, I had been in church, you know, for a little while. And he said, you know, Jesus is a personal relationship. Right. Um, and, And so you have to take that, you know. Uh, it's a personal relationship. It's not about the people you sit with, although that is part of the body. Mm-hmm. Sure. But once he told me that, that was an impact in my whole life.
2: The relationship uh, part. Relationship right. just with changes, Jesus. Right. Yeah.
1: Because once I knew that and figured that out, that was a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: was there like kind of describe that that moment? That how did that? I'm just curious how that conversation. Do you know how the conversation came up when you guys were? just talking about Jesus where you kind of realized that this is like, this is personal or
1: no, he said, well, it's because, you know, we were talking about how, you know, what the preacher had talked about. And, okay. um and then the people, you know, you sit with, um, and then when he said personal, I'm like, what do you mean personal? Mm-hmm. He said, well, you know, it's a personal relationship. You, you talk with him, you, you know, you, you pray and, And I still didn't really understand, but then once I really started thinking about it, I'm like, wow. Right. Uh, Wow. Because I always did feel a tap on the shoulder where I felt like God was talking to me, but I really didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know. Sure. Um,
2: A lot of people deal with that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think a lot of people still have that idea of God being on the other side of the clouds. It's almost the, you know, he's there when we need him, but if not, he's not, it's not intertwined in our everyday And um, so um, I I know Ryan's getting ready to go with something, but my question would be, maybe you can tie in after if he's got a comment on it, too. But I think, and that may be it, most in my experience in talking to other believers in my life and other people uh, that you hear a testimony, there was like an aha moment. Mm -hmm. There was that time when it was something major from I've got my story when there was a time that because I grew up in church my whole life. But was that your aha moment or would you say like later on there was something again something later maybe that grabbed and took you to a different level or um, maybe? Well, elaborate. I had seen
1: evidence of God, <laughs> but I really didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew God was chasing me, mm-hmm. but I felt like, like I had nothing to offer because, you know, you name it, I've been through it. The only mm-hmm. thing I haven't been through is uh, – I haven't been homeless, but I've been right. close to it. Yeah. Um, wow. I've had a lot of things happen in my life. Yeah. I, you know, <clears throat> Contemplating suicide, I have had an abortion. Right. I mean, I, right. um, and I'm not proud of it, but I knew God forgives sure. me. Right. And I feel like exactly. I want to help someone. Yeah. So I'm hoping my testimony will help someone. Mm-hmm. But that was an aha moment for me because when I figured out it was personal when he told me that, mm-hmm. Because when I look back, I seen at one point um, during my first, you know, earlier years, I had to pay car insurance Mm -hmm. and I didn't have the money to pay the car insurance. Um, And then I got something in the mail and it said it was paid. Well, I called the insurance company. Actually, I got a check back. (laughs) And so I called the insurance company. I said, no, I I didn't pay that bill. They said, ma'am, you don't owe the bill. And I said, well, you don't understand. I didn't pay it, and I'm getting a check back. And They said, "No, you cash it. It's yours." Wow. Yeah. I'm like, I, I didn't understand <laughs> that. Right. Um. So I knew God was telling me something. Right. And and chasing yes, pursuing me. Pursuing you. Yeah. But when He said personal, mm-hmm. that clicked for me. Right. Um. Yeah. And no, then I started deeply praying and understanding. And when I prayed for something, I seen evidence because wow. I believed it. Yeah. I mean, I believed what God told me. Yeah, and he says that's good in the Bible. You know, you pray fervent, fervently. You know fervently, prayer is right. Yeah. Yes, and I believe that's that.
2: Good. No, that's very good. That's good. So when when that's happening, that's going on because I'm a firm believer in life is a great teacher. I tell kids that. It's been a student pastor, and now I believe in in my my own life. Life is a great teacher mm-hmm. if we allow it. And we're looking through it, especially through the eyes and through the cover of the Holy Spirit. I think it takes it to a different level. Mm -hmm. And we say this all the time. I I say this and Pastor Mike kind of touched on it. And I said, I would like to add this to the book of Proverbs, but um, (laughs) I can't can't add to or take away from the words. So nobody gets upset. I know that. (laughs) But smart people learn from their own mistakes, but wise people learn from other people's mistakes. And so as you've walked through that, and what life is an unbelievable teacher. So it sounds like through life experience is even what's brought you to a place today. Correct? I mean, where your heart's at today and so, I mean, wh- where is that? What does that look like in, in that journey? Of, of-
1: well, um, and the, one of the things I I love the most about God is He's a God of order. Mm, yeah. Uh, right. And I love order. Mm. So with that being said, today, I only pray for God's best for me because I know if I pray, it's something totally different. Um, and when I know God tells me something, I I hear it. It may not be. In my time of life when he tells me that it's gonna happen right. and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But um but I pray first, um, before I react. That's good. Yeah. I don't do it personally, uh, as far as off the cuff. I have to think about it, pray about it. It might take me a month to think about it, but I have to process it and hear what God is telling me first before yeah. I react right to yeah. anything. That's
2: good. Yeah, no, I
0: think Believers can sometimes easily... That's good to, Well, you obviously have a lot more experience than, than I do. And so it's because sometimes I do feel like when you pray for something it doesn't get answered, like you just have to realize that it isn't in our time.
1: Right. And
0: like what we want at that time isn't always his wants. his needs. Right. And what mm-hmm. he wants to give us at least. That's good. Um, so I guess moving forward, what are some of the ways um, that... Just like the check in the mail thing uh, that you've seen, seen like miracles in your life like um, I'm really interested in your past I, I want to know like kind of a little more with that somehow
1: well when, we were, when I was growing up mm-hmm. um, in order to get your point across you had to yell <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and we wasn't allowed to talk back to our parents and if we said anything regardless we were talking back so we wasn't really allowed to talk about anything right. and my mom and dad they, they yell at each other that's how they talk so, growing up, that's how I talk. So, um, that's just how yeah, it was, right. um, and I didn't really understand that as far as the way you talk to people. Um, you were I was yelling at them, trying right. to get my point across, just because I couldn't too, hear. Though. Nobody right. would listen to yeah. me, right? Um, and so, my whole life, I was like that. Yeah. Even in my third marriage, right? Um, it's, that's why I knew something had to change, right? right. Because I was like starting an argument when i would yell back Mm -hmm. but that Mm -hmm. i wasn't really starting an argument in my mind that was the way i Mm -hmm. was okay to talk so i know that um that come across as Mm wrath like i was mad about something and deep down i guess i really was because i couldn't get nobody to hear me so i had to yell right Um, right so i've just and since god is a god of order i've learned Mm -hmm not to react and to uh, tone it down when I try to talk. <laughs> so now, you know, even with my granddaughter, I, I tell my daughter, it's okay for her to talk. And even if she yells, that's fine. Let her talk her peace out. Right. And then you can correct on how she says it. Right. You know. Right. So That's
2: good. That's, that's good. Now, so if my, I mean, looking at your family looking at, Stacy being your daughter and the changes that have happened there, have have y'all discussed those type things? I mean, you know, as far as with her and how that has, I think the transition that each of y'all have had over the course of the last few years is amazing to me. and And, and what this relationship with the Lord has meant. I wouldn't have thought that because I, I see the fruit of your, your relationship with the Lord. Has that been something that y'all worked together in? Has, that, has the Lord just brought it together at the same time? Or has, how, how has that happened? Well, no.
1: when we know, When I was young, I mean, when I was going through my uh, rebellions, mm-hmm. um, and then my second husband, who was abusive, mm-hmm. Stacy went to live with her dad okay. because I couldn't control what went on in the house. Right. Right. Um, so her and I, relationship- Has always been somewhat good. Right. But we, you know, we've had our differences as far as mom and daughter. You mean a daughter and mom not
2: getting along? I can't believe that. (laughs)
1: Well, we've always got along. (laughs) Right. But I've been out of the picture. Those
2: times, I got you. Right.
1: So, and it's amazing how I even got the link at that. Just touch on that. Yeah. Yeah, I I always wanted to be where she was. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: I I was living in Charlotte. Okay. Uh, so I told my husband, I said I want to move to Lincoln, I'm having a grandbaby, and I want to live there. And he said, Well, no, we're not, we're not moving to Lincoln. You can forget that. Mm-hmm. I said, Okay. I smiled deep down, and I knew we were coming because <laughs> uh, I told God that was the desire of my heart, and right. if, that I want to be here with my grandbaby. And and so he's like, No, you just forget it. And we would drive up here, and he was like, No, we're not. It's not happening. And then he saw a house up here and he's like oh wow well, kind of, because somebody told him about a house right um and so we started looking and you know as time went on i got here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> i knew we were coming
2: right. i knew <laughs> right but
1: um but my and stacy's relationship is amazing mm-hmm. uh we have a story right. just on that sure. Sure. um but um and she does listen to me somewhat when i uh, talk to her about Ella, some of my experiences, mm-hmm. and she's appreciated that. Sure, so. sure.
2: It's just been great to see that transformation. I mean, it really has, and and to not knowing the whole background, right. but to hear even today and a little bit, um, God's mercy and grace is just—it's uh, overwhelming. Sometimes I'm, I'm sure you guys know that, but it that's really—that's really cool. That's really good.
0: When you were kind of talking about when uh, you first got saved, you felt like you like weren't worthy or you like failed to God. Um, what what would you tell someone? How to like, go through
1: that process of saying, "Okay, like I've, you know, I've done this, this, and this, I am enough. God still loves me." How would you tell someone or give some advice about that? Well, I mean, because I always thought everyone else was perfect <laughs> and not me. Um, because you don't hear people's stories, right. um, but after I started reading the Bible and started to understand God picked ordinary people to do extraordinary things. <laughs> right. I'm like, well, maybe I could be one of those, right. you know, maybe I could help someone out with, with what I've been through, you know, sure. with the divorces and, you know, things that I've been through with, com- you know, contemplating suicide mm. sure. and, you know, abortions and things mm. And I only, uh, you know, I, I just know that God has forgiven me. And right. I know that, you know, even his disciples did not do the right things always. Right. So I felt like since he um, picks, you know, ordinary, ordinary people, people. Yeah. Um, I felt like that he has wiped my slate clean and I am worthy. Yeah,
2: Why not me? I am yeah, worthy. That's it. That's really good. So if you were going to tell somebody maybe maybe two or three things to, to pick themselves up out of that unworthiness feeling, you know what? Make what we're maybe through, I don't know, maybe not. Well, there's definite, a light in the end the, of the tunnel right, for
1: everything. Okay. So God gives nuggets always. So you have to look at every single piece that he gives you, whether it be, you know, when the sun comes up that day, gives you a brand new day. I mm-hmm. mean, whatever he gives you, you have to take each and every moment. So there is obviously a reason that we go through these things. Of course, right. Most of them are by choice, sure. but right. we have to go right. through something to get to where we need to be, to right. shape, mold us in life. Um, so I would just say that, you know, if you're going through a bad divorce or whatever it may be, people need to seek out other people mm-hmm. because people need people. God didn't put us all here on this planet right. yeah. for us to be loners, right. need that um, fellowship. but I think, you know, you need to seek out people who's been through that can mm-hmm. help give you advice on that. Right. Um, because you can't be alone and go through that yourself. Right. You need other people to help you with that.
2: Right. Let me just piggyback on that. So the on the other side of the person that's feeling unworthy and maybe need help, what's the motivating, the extra in an ordinary person that's going to be the extraordinary to push them to that place of help to help someone else? How, how do they become that person to pour into somebody else's life through that?
1: By not judging, okay. because you don't know what people go through in their shoes. You know, it's easy for you to step aside and look and say, oh, because people don't want to be judged right. for what they did. Right. So I think sometimes if they seek out people, they're, they're worried about them getting judged. Right. So I think as believers in church, we need to set a precedence as far as um, how we relate to people, you know, to to be able to help somebody along mm-hmm. the way and not judge them. Gotcha. Cool. Um because it's easy to judge, very right. But I, um, I just think that we, as a people, need to set a presence for that in the in the body because yeah. they, you know, people need us,
2: right? Oh, that's good. That's good.
1: That's good. Okay.
2: What you got next, Ryan? You up?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Coming down the last
2: two. Okay.
0: Uh, we kind of went over this already what is one piece of advice
2: you would give to someone um, struggling in their
0: faith? Maybe kind of where you were at before you kind of had that aha moment or that moment where you're like, okay, yeah, I am worthy and everything like that. What, uh, we can kind of, this can kind of be like a little ending advice type thing um, about, sorry, what is one you know, piece of advice you would give to someone struggling with their faith?
1: Well, I would say the um – for me, it's about learning to motivate what God has for you, for for your best, because no one else has your back like God does. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. you know, and I don't understand how people live without hope. Right. God is hope. Right. Um, and even if you're struggling, you know, you, you have to find a way to understand that God is for you. Yeah. And, yeah. you know. And, and to give you that nugget to be able to get up every day. Uh,
2: do you think that was, in, uh, I guess, planted in you from those times when you didn't think church was that big of a deal? Yes. And when the mm-hmm. the stories and the the color and everything didn't seem. was that when that was planted? Do you, do you feel like you reverted back to that? Because I guess my point is coming from a student pastor point of view. A lot of times parents are like, ah, oh, student ministry is not a big deal. They'll find it when they get older. But something was still drawing you there there was still something planted in there. It sounds like correct,
1: yes, and i and i'm I'm glad you said that because um earlier in my life, when I was real little, I was sick a lot mm-hmm. um and I had severe allergy and asthma, and my mom was a single mom at the time, and um, but I remember her talking to me about Jesus, mm-hmm. and I remember right. her saying, You know, when you walk down the street, you know I want people to look at you and know you know, that Jesus is in your heart, and I you know, I want you to be good to people. And I didn't really understand any of that, but I had heard it. Mm-hmm. But then as time went on, you know, when she remarried um, and my dad adopted me, that's when life changed for me. Right. But I always remember that part when I was little, and I didn't really understand that. Right. But like you said, now it, it all came back yeah. as the aha moment yeah. with right. That's good. With that. Making uh, it personal. Making and everything. it personal. It just kind, of, it
2: kind yes. of had that inner intersection yes. or something there.
1: Yes, it did.
2: That's really good. That's good. coming
1: back to those notes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes. It does. That's right. Yes. I mean, and, and just because I think we, we, sometimes we don't think it's that important, but um, I mean, it has to be planted at some point, you know, and, right. um, you know, as a student pastor or former student pastor, I'm like, man, we got to get them here, you know, and got to get right. them back in now with COVID and stuff. It, we've seen we're blessed here but we got to get get these kids back in and start planting it in even because i i think the one of the biggest things and i know we're we're kind of closing with this i see with you and jeff and with stacy and bob that there's something different when the way you carry it so i see jesus in you guys i want you to know that i'm Thank telling you. you that today and so uh, whatever the lord's doing with that um you're walking that faith that that faith walk out i believe uh wholeheartedly and to to know some of your story has just been that even speaks more to me now. I'm like, wow. I mean, you've had those things in your background and that we didn't know about and you're still walking this out. Man, God is so good. Thank and you and I, I think you're and maybe you could uh, I mean, even the testament of that, um, you're you're a walking testimony in that. So it's been really good. It's been really, really well, good. Well,
1: one thing I did when I had um was that when I did when I was starting uh to go to church full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sick and um, I was out, I had uh, surgery and I was out for about two weeks. And I hadn't even been at that church that long. Every day somebody brought me food. Really? Every single mm-hmm. day, somebody mm-hmm. different brought me food. And that's when my life changed as far as learning to love humanity.
2: Right, yeah. okay,
1: that's good. Because I didn't know any of those people and they didn't know me. And I'm like, wow, people yeah. do that. Yeah. People do that. that yeah.
2: We're kind of
1: like a bitter. Yes. Yeah.
2: That's visible in y'all's life, though. Yeah, it really that, is. That, that's visible.
1: So I think it's important mm-hmm. to help those out who don't even know us. Yeah. You know. And I, and that's why I think sometimes too, um, you know, small groups help help each other. Right. Because yeah. we get to know people individually. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. And help other people out that don't don't know us. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we're not judging, yep. if yeah, that makes well, we sense.
0: Just go last week with what everything's happened at
1: the Hess house.
2: That's a prime example of that. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's, that's another whole topic. That's right. <laughs> you could go down that road.
1: I love that. I but love. it goes
2: right along with the reaching out part that we're really yeah. wanting to. We feel like the Lord's going to take us to a new level in here, and so this is. I think this has spoke to it greatly. I mean, it's been good. Yeah, I, it really has. But... Welcome.
0: I will say. I don't know, it's just, it's just such a small thing, but when you just said about, like, the whole nuggets and everything, that like, God's still a purpose. I just feel like someone needs to hear that, that God still a purpose for you. Huh, that's,
2: good. That you that's good. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. His mercies are new every day. Yeah. No Every doubt. day. Every day. And it doesn't change. Yeah. We
0: will up
2: this morning. Huh? Yeah. Right. For sure. That's really good. Anyway, we enjoyed having you here. Thank, for thank you. Thank
0: you, man. You. Thank you. Guys,
2: we will see you next week. See you.